the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. Good morning. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. How's everybody doing today? I hope I hope well. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing just well, Doc. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm, I've had a major crisis here. I put up some crown molding in the living room earlier. Uh, well, actually, last weekend, while the wife was out of town. Of course, you can't do anything with the wife in the house. So <laughs> I had to wait for her to go out of mini vacation. And I put up crown molding in the living room. And uh, because we had pulled uh, some Cat 6 you know, internet wire down from the attic into the living room. We had to come through the through the ductwork and down the AC unit and all that. And so, at any rate, we had it just sitting on the floor and ran it along the baseboard, so it was exposed. And of course, she didn't like that. And I, I didn't like it either. I wasn't too happy about that. So, um, what I did is I disconnected it from the from our router. You know what 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 you have to do if you're going to pull it back and put it up in the ceiling and and uh, conceal it underneath the, the uh, crown molding, which is what I did. And then when I plugged it back in, I didn't have any internet in my, in my two computers <laughs> upstairs. Oh, my God. I, so I'm in a panic all week trying to figure out how to get it back. And finally, I just installed some uh, uh, wireless uh, uh, equipment into the uh, some Wi-Fi receivers into my computers. And so now it's working fine with Wi-Fi, but I had lost everything. And I had to reinstall everything. And so now with my uh, OBS studio, I'm having a hard time getting it to talk with uh, with Restream. So, but at any rate, I think I'm on. Re- I think I'm on uh, our channels because I just went to Restream, and so all you see is the green screen in the background. However, we can still do a show, Ken. We can always do the show on the radio, Doc. We're alive, buddy. That's we right. And if you uh, if you are upset with me, I don't blame you. And if you want to hang up and go somewhere else, that's okay. <laughs> I wonder if you put a nail through the cable when you were putting the the wire the uh, wood back on. No, I, I tested the cable. It's fine, end to end. Everything's fine. Everything's hooked up and and everything's talking to each other. I have some pretty high tech equipment from the Byte Brothers, B Y T E Brothers. Some mm-hmm. of their that's pretty cool. So I'm I'm pretty good at this, uh, but uh, I, software is where I fall down. Hardware I'm great at. I can build a computer. I can wire a house. I can do all of that as you know but the well, computers are very temperamental you know the software is very demanding yeah now i live with a my my, my wife is an it specialist oh really that that she's handy to have around the house sometimes yeah <laughs> well you better tell her she's handy all the time <laughs> she is she's great all the time but when i'm having computer problems she's handy to have right there yeah it's like living with a geek squad yep so next time you have a problem, give my wife a call. She'll help you out. 
I will do that. So if she knows how to help me with my software, I'll, I'll certainly do that. Yes, yeah, she's very good at software. Yes. All right. So now the Chinese, the official Global Times, uh, their newspaper uh, today, how blatant that U.S. with worldwide military bases feels concerns about other Pacific presence. So they're they're saying, uh, who is the United States to pitch a fit if we're putting some uh, some armaments into the South China Sea and trying to grab the South China Sea? But uh, you know, this is this is for for the consumption of idiots. Uh, and by the way, they say that Canadian planes buzz them in the South China Sea. <laughs> Canadian planes. Canadian fighters. And. Uh, well, that's open airspace as far as we're concerned. Yeah, and and I, I guess they're all upset because we're getting ready to make a deal with Taiwan and Japan and everybody, and they're getting their little feelings hurt. They're well, none their... of this would be happening if you guys didn't try to take the entire you know, China Sea and claim it as your own. Well, I, I agree, you know, and that that's what half of the world shipping goes through the, through there. So this is just uh, ridiculous. What do, what do they think we're going to do? What do they think the West is going to do if they threaten our shipping lanes? Yeah, to, to tell us where the blame is idiocy. Yeah, they think it's their shipping lanes, and they should have control over it, and it doesn't work that way. That's not what international law uh, and treaties have said. So the PLA, the, that's the People's Liberation Army, are conducting military rehearsals following collusion between the U.S. and Taiwan Island. <laughs> they, they call Taiwan an island, one of their islands. Oh, my. Well. Fine, let them do whatever they want. When they're ready, we're ready. So, and and then you know all these mayors like in Philadelphia who came out after the shooting down in Uvalde last week, uh, and they came out and said, "Yeah, we got to we got to do something about these assault weapons." Well, uh, two dead and twelve shot last night in Philadelphia after shooting on South Street. That's just one street, Ken. That's just <laughs> one street. That's it's, not the whole. That's not the whole murder rate for the night, and. Uh, oh yeah, Chicago is usually about seven or eight a weekend, minimum. Oh yeah, so you figure that uh, in the major democratic cities around the country, there's way more than twenty murders over the weekend. Oh way certainly, more. yeah certainly. Of course, they're not school children all bunched up in one place who are innocent and uh, vulnerable. I guess you can you can run, uh, but there's also drive-by shootings, Ken, and, and I don't see anybody doing anything about that. Yeah. How are you going to get guns out of the hands of these uh, these crazy kids and thugs? You're, you're not. not. No, you're just not. Mm-mm. Make them as illegal as you want. They're still going to be out there. And all this talk about uh, limiting uh, magazine sizes and bullets, uh, nine-millimeter bullet will rip your lung out. This guy, this president, he doesn't know what he's talking about, Ken. A nine millimeter shell is not going to rip your lung out. Now it'll kill you if you get it in the right place. There's no doubt about that. It'll drop your lung if you put put a bullet through it, but it's not going to rip your lung out for God's sakes. A lot of hysteria, a lot of histrionics, a lot of nonsense. A lot but, of playing, a lot of playing on your emotions going on right now. Yeah, it's it's all about emotion. It's all about seizing an opportunity to try to gain some more power over the people. And uh, all of this is just talk because, as you and I both know, when this goes up to the Supreme Court, if they ever do pass anything, which I doubt the Senate will 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 allow, 
the Supreme Court's going to throw it out anyway. Exactly. So why bother? Why waste the time? If you want to do something, hey, try and get try and repeal the Second Amendment. Good luck on that. Good luck. And, you know, this is a good distraction for Sleepy Joe uh, so that he can uh, take attention away from the economy, which is really not doing that well. It's really not. Now, gas prices are going up, but they're still adjusted for inflation, not as high as they were in the 2009 era. However, they're going to be. And I'm think, I think we're going to see $6 a gallon before the end of the summer. Somebody in L.A. right now is paying, uh, some gas station is charging $8 a gallon right now, today. Oh, I know. It's, it's really out of control. Uh, you know, the, the cost of, of, uh, of gas is, of course, tied to the cost of a barrel of oil. And the cost of uh, gasoline is about 60% uh, of that is the cost of a barrel of oil. And uh, 15% is, this, you know, I'm rounding them up with 1%. 15% is the uh, is the production cost, and then 25% is distribution and taxes and advertising and all that. So every time a, a barrel of, of oil goes up $10, gas goes up a quarter or more in California. And so the best advice coming from the big gurus now is, well, just drive less. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I've noticed people driving slower have you yes i have i'm going around more people so i'm uh, I've, I've noticed more people driving slower and i imagine it's an effort to try and save uh, their gasoline get better mileage yeah did you hear about that guy that uh, almost went broke idling his car while waiting in the line at burger king <laughs> <laughs> hamburger ended up costing him a hundred dollars i think it was 5.95 for the burger and 94.95 or 94.05 for the gas Anyway, but uh, it's it's really egregious. And now the White House uh, and the oil and gas industry say that the White House is trying to get the drillers and the and the uh, refineries to to gear up, and they don't want to do it. That's what we're hearing. And uh, they said that they offered leases on public land up in Alaska, but none of the companies were interested. They weren't interested in drilling right now. Now, I don't know why, uh, if that's true. Maybe there's a lack of uh, people to work the, the, the rigs or what. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know why we don't do something. And now we're kissing up to Venezuela trying to get them to sell us some oil. Venezuela? Well, they've got a lot of it. They have about as much as Saudi Arabia, from what I've read. Why don't we just go down there? And why don't we just go take it? Yes. Don't take it. I mean, you know, we'll pay them for it, but you know, it'd be like Mexico after the Mexican-American War. We still paid them for all that land we got. Did all we that, really? I didn't know that. We did. We uh, we had offered to buy that big chunk of the Southwest from them that was west of Texas, and it included California and Arizona, New Mexico, uh, parts of uh, southern Colorado, Nevada. Uh, I think a little bit of Utah. It was a huge chunk of land, almost as big as the uh, Louisiana Purchase. And uh, they said no. And we said, well, you're not doing anything with it. It's just, it's empty. You know, there's a few thousand people and some Indian tribes living here. And they said no. In fact, we're coming and we're taking back Texas. And that's when the Texans came to us and said, uh, hey, Congress, can you come help us? <laughs> Yeah, we'll help you if you become a state, <laughs> if you join us. 
and so the Mexican-American War, 1845 era, that did that went its way, and uh, Santa Ana had actually started to march north to, uh, in the winter, to take back Texas. It was uh, quite a march. I mean, the, the, the Mexican army was pretty tough, but uh, they just weren't prepared for the uh, advanced armaments that the Americans had and the tactics. You know, we landed on there at... Uh, Montezuma, we landed uh, on the shores uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, on the shores of Mexico, and and marched to Mexico City and took it. Did you know that? I never. I see. I don't know much about the American uh, Mexican American War, so I didn't know we took Mexico City. Yeah, and you know the uh, the Marine fight song from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Sure. The halls of Montezuma is Mexico City. So the Marines, of course, when when the boats when the ships pulled up. Uh, and unloaded. The first thing they unloaded were the Marines, because the Marines were the were the guys that fought ship to ship, and also were the initial uh, invasion force when the ships came ashore. They were they were the ones that were there to secure the beach, so that then the army guys could come in behind them without being chewed up. So the Marines were there, and that's part of their fight song. So Montezuma is the Mexican American War, and Tripoli is the uh, the uh, Barbary Coast Pirates War, which was in the 1804-05 era. So that's how all that happened. And after the war, we said to the Mexicans, we'll still pay you for the land. We're going to take it anyway, so you might as well take the money, but we're going to subtract the cost of what it, what we put out to conduct the war against you. And we, we paid them. We still paid them. All right, well. So no whining, Mexico. Really? No kidding? No whining. Put up a fence, why don't you? <laughs> Just a little picket one. Try something. Do oh something. My. Now we have one of the Uvalde mothers who said she ran in to save her kids. The I guess the cops grabbed her and handcuffed her. So she was she was not happy about that. I don't know if her if she had any kids die in that or, or not. But uh, oh my, what a mess down there, huh? Yeah, I know the. Uh... Police chief down there, probably no chief anymore. Well, uh, you know, it's the same. You remember Israel over in, in Broward County with the shooting over there. Was it the Sarah Marshall or what was that school? I can't remember. I think it was the Sarah Marshall School over in Broward County a few years back. And uh, Israel had had – that was the second mass shooting in his turf, on his turf. There was a mass shooting at the uh, – Fort Lauderdale Hollywood Airport, International Airport, uh, uh, the year before, and several people were killed by some crazy guy. And Israel had all these excuses, and uh, they had not arrested the kid that that actually committed the mass murders over in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, even though he had been on the radar, and they had, the police had gone out and talked to him. And I've told you about this before, Ken, that there are laws on the books in Florida, and I'm sure there are in Texas that you can't make threats like that. It, it's a felony, and you'll go to jail, and you'll pay a fine. And they wouldn't arrest this kid. And then Israel tried to make all kinds of excuses. And, uh, you know, they had an ultra-liberal city council, a lot of the Jewish side of the families over there. And so uh, the governor pulled him. Did you know that? He, he took Israel out of his uh, sheriff, Israel out of his job over there in Broward County. He said, you're gone. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I have a, a slight recollection of that. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. That's probably not legal everywhere, but in Florida it is. In Florida it is. And uh, 
And he also removed the commissioner of elections over there. You remember that crazy woman that was? Uh, <laughs> yes, her, I remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, 20,000 Republican votes disappear. Hmm. <laughs> so where are we headed economically, guy? Are we going into a recession or what? Uh, your... My best guess is a, a slight recession, not a long one. But, yeah, well, you... I think uh, we're going to go to a recession, certainly, and prices will come down again. This will all end. It always does. Well, we hope. Now, the the uh, International Monetary Fund, this was earlier in the year, they predicted that uh, the United States would see a 3.7% growth in 2022, but I don't think we're going to hit that mark. And they're also predicting a, a drop to 2.3% growth in 2023. So certainly we're, we're going into a slowdown. Uh, the developing countries are not going to be uh, as badly damaged. But remember that the developing countries – even if they're at four, six, seven, eight percent, and they drop one or two percent, you know that's hundreds of millions of people that are out of work and and uh, left out in the cold with uh, no income and no money. Even China's uh, GPA is going down. Yeah, and uh, the University of Michigan, their their uh, forecast, you know, they have. Uh, the LSA Research Center there at the University of Michigan, they do a lot of research on, on economic indicators. And the uh, personal income is uh, pegged to grow through 2024, but it's it's not keeping up with inflation, Ken. So basically, there's a contraction in the, in the gross income of, of people. And uh, I, I don't know how we're going to... Uh, balance this out so people don't have a, a real crisis. I mean, I've already seen a lot of folks uh, moving in with family members to try to save money on, on rent and house payments and all that. But prices are rising rapidly as well, and uh, inflation is expected to register at 7.7% this year and uh, continue through 2023 to be high and not, not start to come down until 2024. So hopefully that's not the case, but uh, it looks like the, the Michigan model and uh, some of the other forecasts, uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, have the same kinds of uh, sentiments about the economy and where we're going. And this is, uh, this is a tough time for a lot of people. It's not as bad as it was in the 70s, but uh, why should we have this at all? Now, the, 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 the gurus blame the, the uh, war in the Ukraine on rising oil prices and uh, the, the contraction in the economies during the COVID virus and uh, supply chain problems. And uh, there's going to be an increase in, uh, in commodities like uh, grains and, and oil because of the shutdown of the, of the production in, in the Ukraine and in, in Russia. And uh, all these things are, are additive, of course, uh, but uh, certainly we could do more than we're doing about this. And, you know, flooding out all this money that we did, and we weren't the only economy that did that. A lot of the world did this in order to support their, their, their folks who were struggling. But, uh, you know, it, it, it has repercussions, Ken. You can't, you can't hit a nail with a hammer and not expect something to happen. 
Yeah, while we were giving the money out, people were saying, this is going to lead to massive inflation later on. But we kept doing it, and we had to in many cases. Otherwise, you might not have any restaurants to go to today, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you had this mass uh, migration out of the Northeast and the West into the South, uh, into uh, Arizona and Florida and other states where where the uh, weather's better, the economy's better, the the crime rates are lower. Than taxes the are lower, yeah. Taxes are lower. And, of course, we had the Trump uh, tax reform back in, what, 2017, 2016, which leveled the playing field for real estate because you can only deduct so much. Now you've you got a cap of, what, ten or $12,000 for your uh, for your homeowner's insurance and your uh, your interest on your mortgage, and that's it. And so all of a sudden, all these people who were paying fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in property taxes are now only able to deduct ten thousand of that, whereas they could write that off on their taxes before. So guess what? They're not happy. <laughs> and they all came here, and they're all on I seventy five all day long. Flagging up the roadways. Which is good for us. I mean, the state is growing. Our economy is booming. You can't get a house. You cannot find a house in St. Petersburg, Florida. They go, you put it on the market and they're gone. And it's just ridiculous. One of the townhomes here sold for $800,000. Two and a half years ago, we paid $415,000 for ours. Wow. $800,000, Ken. Now, it was an in-unit. So they brought a little bit more money, uh, you know, uh, historically. But still, that's a one heck of a jump. Maybe maybe it's time to sell, Doc. (laughs) And go where? I'll move in with you. Well, no, 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 no. Thank you. We only got two (laughs) bedrooms here. (laughs) Well, we can put the addition on. I know how to do that. (laughs) Do you have any pets? No pets. No pets? No pets. Sorry. Well, I can't bring the wife then. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or she can't bring me. I'm not sure which way it works. I hope, think she, it's hope she's not listening today, Doc. <laughs> oh, she never listens. She, she can't stand my voice. <laughs> if I start to talk, she talks on top of me. <laughs> when I was at your office a couple of weeks ago, I had an opportunity to sit and speak with her for a while as she was going over some things. And uh, I, she said, I, I said, I'm, the, I'm Ken, who works with Doc on the radio, she said, oh, you're that Ken. <laughs> okay. Like I'm going to get rid of like, you. Like I'm going to take a look at you, and we're going to see what we can find out about you that'll hurt. <laughs> It'll be a double double whammy. She'll get us both at once. <laughs> My God. You know, she's a lovely lady. I enjoyed speaking with yeah. her. She's just a sweetheart. So, by the way, did you hear that there is – and you don't hear this news on, on, on mainstream media, not even on Fox. I got this off of the Christian Broadcasting Network. I was listening to that one day. You know, I like to listen to, to everything and anything. And uh, there's a historic Israel-United Arab Emirate free trade deal uh, that was just uh, enacted. And this includes the, uh, the let's see what countries are involved in this, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and uh, so they're making Israel uh, uh, sort of like a most favored nation and a free trade zone there. So they're pulling closer together, meanwhile, in Iran, 
uh, they're cranking out more drones, and they're saying their drones now have have offensive capabilities and can deliver uh, armaments and weapons. Uh, you know, deliver shells, and they're pointing them right at Israel. So, I was reading last night. Israel has come up with a laser that can blow just about anything out of the air. Well, I hope so. Can yeah, they, they just like debuted it last week or something like that, and people were people were impressed. Yeah. Can they blow the Democrats out of here? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> no, I'm, we love you, Democrats. We'd love to. I mean, we love you. But uh, we love you and, when you're not in power. Yeah. Yeah. And so in Iran now, you don't hear this either. There's riots. People are rioting. They're sick of the government and they're carrying around signs, you know, kill Khomeini and all this kind of stuff. Uh, whatever they're main ayatollah's name is uh, they they want to get rid of their government they want to change government they uh, they are afraid they're afraid that their government's going to get them into a war with a, a country that is uh, way beyond their ability to to handle well and, they, they uh, should be afraid because they that will happen at some point i think they they should well be afraid of the israelis because the israelis they'll see that if they see it as an existential event if they see their their very existence being threatened they'll launch nuclears I have no doubt. Plus, the Iranians, uh, I guess in the last uh, week alone, they've had like three mysterious assassinations of a couple of colonels here and a major there or something like that. So well, they're not very good at protecting their people. Well, or Mossad's better at infiltrating. And do you know that a Mossad agent was one of the top military men in the Syrian army before the last uh, uh, Israeli Arab war? What was that in the early 70s, late 60s? I can't remember. At any rate, he had worked his way up. He was a Mossad agent. He was a Jew. And uh, he passed himself off as an Arab and a military guy. And he was in the higher echelon. And, you know, the Golan Heights, are it's like a little mountain that overlooks Israel and separates Israel and Syria. And the Syrians owned that at the, at the time the war began. Well, what this guy had done, this general, and... Uh, uh, they called him our man in Damascus. There was a book about him in Israel and around the world. You could read it. And what he did is he said, you know, our boys, they had dug trenches up on, on the Golan Heights. He said, our boys are, are up there in the trenches and they're in, you know, in their little bunkers. And it's so hot up there and there's no trees or anything. Why don't we put some trees up there for them? And everybody said, oh, that's a great idea. So they put trees around all the bunkers and all the encasements. <laughs> 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 what do you think the Israelis aimed their their artillery when the war started? Right at the trees. <laughs> right, right at the trees. Right at the trees. <laughs> Took them all out just like that. I mean, just you know, snap of a finger and they were gone, baby. <laughs> they had pasted all out. They knew exactly where that shell was going to fall. That's right. And then, and then after the war, he came back to Israel as a hero. <laughs> and the Syrians are like. What? You mean <laughs> our military guy here? <laughs> so uh, you got to admire him. You got to love it. You know the Uzi? You know the, the little short uh, nine millimeter machine gun? Yes. Yeah, sure. You know how they, you know why they decided to come up with that? No, not really. Okay. So you know, you know about the Roman gladiators? You know why they called them gladiators? Because of the the sword, the little sword they had, it was called a gladius. It was a short sword. That was developed because of the of the uh, tactics that the Roman army used, where they would go in uh, shoulder to shoulder, 
uh, in, in a phalanx, and uh, you know they'd have their shields up, and so they would draw in the enemy. And when the enemy started to charge, they'd uh, have an order, and they'd all separate one arm length away from each other. And so all of these uh, uh, Gauls and, and, and Celts and Germans would come rushing in between the lines, and they had these big long swords that they couldn't swing. And so the the, uh, the Roman soldiers had these little short gladius uh, swords that they could jab, you know, from from the waist, and and they just decimated their enemy that way. And in an open field battle, they were they were tough to beat. Now, when you got them into the into the forest, it was a different story because they couldn't maintain their phalanx. Well, so the the uh, the Israelis took a, a, a page out of the out of the Roman military playbook, and they said, you know what, we're going into trench warfare when we go up onto the Golan Heights, and probably when because of the Egyptians and everybody, they were digging trenches in, in, in the areas around Israel. And they said, so we're going to have to have a weapon that we can use inside the trenches that is uh, effective and easy to handle. So they developed this little short, stubby machine gun, because they can swing around. Now, if you have a big rifle, you have to hold your rifle up in the air to move around in a, in a narrow trench. And guess what? You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> so, See? You can learn from history if you study it. That's right. That's right. And uh, we better start studying, or somebody in the White House better start studying how World War One and World War Two started. Because do you know we already have mercenaries in, in the Ukraine? The Russians uh, uh, have blamed... Uh, uh, American and some other country, British mercenaries on killing one of their people over there, one of their high-ranking people. So, and I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm sure that we're over there. And speaking of being over there, while, while I'm over here, I'm going to take a coffee break. Have you got a question for me today, I Ken? do. We do have a question. Uh, this is good for two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. And be the first caller with the correct answer at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600, and you will win the uh, coffee mugs. The question today, as always, deals with something we talked about within the last half hour. And today, the question is, what piece of electronic equipment did the doc have trouble with this morning or this week sometime because of some crown molding he was putting up? What piece of electronic equipment... Did the doc have trouble with because of some crown molding he was putting up? First person to answer that question correctly at 877-969-8600 will win the two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mug. So uh, hang in there, folks. We'll be back in just a minute. See you later, Doc. Get the coffee. All right, buddy. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The country's nearly daily gunning attacks are continuing. Authorities say gunfire killed three people and wounded at least 11 others in one of downtown Philadelphia's most popular entertainment districts late last night. The police say officers were patrolling the downtown area when they heard multiple shots and witnessed several suspects firing into a large crowd just before midnight. Tropical Storm Alex, the first named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season, has formed this morning in the Gulf of Mexico. It is on track to come ashore in southern Florida and will bring heavy rains and gusty winds. It is expected maximum sustained winds right now, 50 miles per hour. 
And more than 20 British World War II veterans have gathered near Pegasus Bridge for D-Day commemorations in Normandy. The bridge, one of the first sites liberated by Allied forces from Nazi Germany's control. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I would sold her timeshare. And that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Dennis Prager here with a suggestion on adding luxury to your life. Add CoronaCigar.com to your favorites and go there often. Their selection of premium cigars, humidors, and accessories is unequaled. Shop for premium brands. Drew Estate, Rocky Patel, Padron, Davidoff, Punch, Florida Sungrown, Cohiba. This site is also a great reference for fun and exciting cigar events. Check it out. CoronaCigar.com. AM860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Odyssey. 
Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Sun and clouds for today with widely separated thunderstorms and a high 91. Partly cloudy tonight with a low 76. Partly sunny tomorrow with a thunderstorm in parts of the area and a high 91. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. Hey there, Doc. Was that you? That was me. <laughs> you got some some gas problems or what? <laughs> yes, excuse me, Tampa Bay. Yes. <laughs> I'm streaming now on uh, on Facebook and YouTube and all that, but there was a little button that said start streaming. <laughs> I didn't see it on the uh, studio of, uh, part of uh, Restream, so I apologize, everybody, if you didn't get the first half of the show. But if you're just tuning in now, you got the second half, so there you go. Well, if they go to your podcast, they can hear that show. They can. Yeah. And, and, you know, but to, the, the thing is, is everybody wants to see my beautiful face. Well, I know I do, yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I go to your office every couple of weeks. <laughs> that and to get a COVID booster. And a mug. And a free mug. By the way, did anybody call? Yes, we have a winner. The name is not with me yet, but it's coming momentarily. In fact, it's on the way down the hallway right now. The lovely Yana has taken the phone calls this morning. Well, you know, I was I was looking at this guy up in, uh, where is this, in Wisconsin, this guy, uh, Udi, U-H-D-E, Douglas Udi. Not uh, familiar he, with him. He killed Judge Romer uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday and uh, because Judge Romer sent him to prison back in 2005. Long, long time to wait. I guess revenge is best served cold. And uh, Romer had actually retired. And he also, Udi also had a list of other people he was going to hit, including Mitch McConnell. And uh, Well, this was a stabbing, wasn't it? This was a stabbing. I think it was, yeah. Was he? Was he? Did he stab him? No, it was. A, I think it was a gunshot. Was and it? He tried okay. to kill himself. But at any rate, um, you know, the frightening thing is, is that I'm looking at myself on uh, on restream, and then I'm looking at Udi, and he's got a little more hair, and it's a little darker than mine, but he looks a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> a little worried. <laughs> Well, I don't think we have to worry about you, Doc. No, I'm I'm not interested in killing anybody. I mean, I might have had a thought or two, but it was past. <laughs> he got over it. That's right. I got over it. Yeah, they took away my. They put me back on my medicine and took away my Uzi, so I'm okay now. All right, we have a winner. The winner is Steve Denham of Pinellas Park. Steve Denham of Pinellas Park. Congratulations, you won two Doctor Bill your Radio MD coffee mugs. For answering today's question correctly, the question was, in case you missed it, what piece of electronic equipment did the doc have a trouble with this week while he was putting up some new crown molding? And the answer is, doc? Uh, the internet. The internet, your computer. The computer was the correct answer, either one. Computers back onto the internet. Congratulations to to uh, Steve. He's uh, won those coffee mugs. We'll have those out to you as soon as we can. Steve, really appreciate you being with us, buddy, and thank you for calling in and, and joining the show. So at any rate, this guy, he killed uh, the judge, and then he was going to come after Mitch McConnell and a few other people, Trump, and I don't know who else. Good luck. Uh, 
but now he's in the hospital in critical condition. But Ken, tell me this, what's going on with this tropical storm Alex out in the Atlantic that uh, uh, is forming off the coast, off the east coast of, of Florida down in the Miami area. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I just what actually the only thing I know about is what we just heard on the news a couple of minutes ago. And it's just and it's just uh, the first real storm of the year headed our way. I guess it's supposed to be an active uh, season again. Now, is it going to come back onto? Because I know it started on land and then it moved out into the Atlantic. Is it going to come back this way again, or what? Uh, no, I think it's uh, pretty much passed over us. It's heading up the coast now. Oh, okay. But there's yes. another storm that's brewing out there. I think right at the moment. There's one in the Gulf, I, I think, off of the uh, Yucatan. I saw something about that. So we'll see how that goes. It's supposed to be a very active season, but they've been saying that for the past, what, 20 years, that it's going to be the most active season ever. Um, and I don't know if there's any real data. I'm sure there is data, but I don't know if there's anything that's real convincing that uh, it's gotten any worse than it has been off and on over the decades. But I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a I'm just a doctor, just a humble doctor. So just a country doctor. That's right. It's a country doctor. Do you actually have a black bag like like I they do. used to have? <laughs> I do, and uh, I think I have uh, filled it up with uh, tools from the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Make a house call, bring the wrong bag, and they, oh my goodness! Look, I brought a wrench. <laughs> you know, I I think I still somewhere have my mother's black bag from the 1940s, and I have her her microscope from when she was in medical school. So uh, just some little trinkets that I've hung on to that I probably should have gotten rid of a long time ago. I'm, but, looking, I'm looking at the weather channel here trying to see if I can figure out what's going on with the storms. And so far, the only one, the only storm still on our map is the one that just went over us. And that now is headed out to the middle of the Atlantic. Well, that's good that it won't bother us. But there is something that looks like maybe brewing around the Bahamas. We'll see. We shall see, shan't we? Yes, we will. Hopefully it goes up the East Coast. So did you hear the president dissing uh, uh, Elon Musk? And Because uh, Elon Musk is concerned about the economy downturning. And and uh, the president said, well, good luck on, on your moon venture, on your trip to the moon. And Elon tweeted back, said, thank you, Mr. President. And I appreciate NASA hiring me to put that into space. <laughs> Oh my God! I love Elon. He's one of one. He's one of my favorite people right now out there. He he has a wit. I mean, he's. I I understand he's got Asperger's. I don't know if that's true or not. If that's just some PR that they put out there, but you know, for being an Asperger's kid, he sure has a sense of humor. <laughs> he sure does. I like him a lot. He's my kind of guy. He hey, seems oh, like a nice guy just to be hanging with on a Saturday afternoon, sharing a beer with or something. Yeah. I, I think he quit smoking pot, Ken, so you, you probably think, don't. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but at any rate, did, did you see where DeSantis uh, beat Trump in a 2024 straw poll vote uh, at a conservative summit? I think they had one here in Florida recently. Uh, and uh, DeSantis is picking up some traction, man. He's picking up some steam. I think he's going to be the guy in uh, 24, to tell you the truth. Well, this summit was out in the uh, Colorado area. There's uh, there's uh, several institutes around the country that have been started by conservative uh, talk show host and uh, uh, and uh, gazillionaires to try and encourage young people uh, to 
look seriously at the conservative movement and understand it and become involved in it. And it's been fairly successful from what I understand. I'm not sure if, if um, former President Trump is going to run again. I'm not. I, everybody said, oh, yeah, he's going to run. He's going to run. I'm not so sure anymore. Just because of his, his, his health may not be there. It may not. And, uh, you know, he may say to himself, do I really need this? But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But if he's we, not, if he decides not to do it, I think uh, DeSantis is the guy. And did you hear that there was a doctor, I think, out in Oklahoma uh, that uh, was shot and killed by one of his patients? Did you hear that? Whoa, no. Does it make you – are you a little worried, Doc? <laughs> well, no, because I, I guess this was – I think it was an orthopedic or a neurosurgeon, and the guy wanted pain medicine, and the doctor said no. And so the guy shot him. Now, when people come in my office and say, can I have pain medicine – I'm like, I don't want to get shot. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) We'll give you six months worth. No, I don't do that. But, um, but I I assess people um, fairly if they have pain. I'll I'll treat it. You know that that's that's part of what we do is to ease that discomfort. But uh, yeah, he shot him. I think that was last week. Another um, um, uh, another mental health issue, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really a, a, a big problem, and I don't see that our our current regime is doing anything about it. I, kudos to Trump and his gang because they actually did uh, uh, address that problem. You know, Trump's brother died from an overdose, and he had alcohol and drug problems, and so there were there was uh, legislation and funding that was sent to help uh, help out with all of this and to encourage people to get a, get help. Now, out in California now, they're saying, oh, don't be ashamed, or it's New York City, they're saying, don't be ashamed, it's okay to do drugs. Just what we need, more permission. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. No it's, gun it's, has ever shot itself. That's all I know. That's all I know, too. And you know what, Ken? The Second Amendment ain't going away. It ain't going away, as you have said and I have said over and over on this show. And the whole purpose of the Second Amendment was to make sure that we would have the ability to resist an overly obtrusive central government. Well, you know what? When you got 200 million guns out there in the hands of 40 or 50 million people, you got to think twice before you start going door to door and knocking. I mean, they'll try it, but I don't think it'll go very far. Well, you know, for years people have been saying how many— how many Jews would have died if every one of them had a gun when the Nazi came calling at the front door in World War II? Well, and, and organized, too. Exactly, you to be, yes. You have to be organized. Now, and that's the same thing with the native, quote-unquote, Native Americans. You know, they're just really Koreans that got lost and wandered over <laughs> 15,000 years ago. from, from uh, He took a right instead of a left over the Bering Straits, and that's what you get. And hey, look, we can walk across. <laughs> we can walk on water. And Why rate, was that? Why could you do that then and not now? Uh, because of the uh, ice age, um, it was the water levels were lower uh, because a lot of the fresh water was locked up in, in ice during the ice age. So uh, you could walk over the land bridge because you know the the Bering Straits are not very deep. They're not very deep. So and uh, and so they walked over and. The geneticists tell us that it was only a small, you know, maybe 15, 20 people that wandered over and populated all of the Native Americans in North and South America. Did you know that? I, I did not, no. 
So there was nothing here before they got here. Just well, a bunch of buffalo roaming the uh, the fields. Buffalo. I mean, maybe some Polynesians had made it to somewhere in South America, but uh, mm-hmm. there's record of that. And you may remember Thor Heidegger, who uh, did the Contiki thing back in the 60s. He said, I bet you the Polynesians could have made it to South America. So he built a raft and he rafted his way over from somewhere in the South Pacific uh, to Chile or Peru. Did you know that? No, I didn't. On a raft, on a homemade raft that was similar to what the Polynesians would have used uh, 10,000, 5,000 years ago. What year did he do that? That was in the 1960s. I don't remember the exact. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was a, a historic event in terms of uh, seafaring and travel and, and discovery of how people got around the world. We've been moving around since the beginning of time. My question we is, did, why would you want to leave Tahiti to go <laughs> go anywhere? It's pretty nice there, I hear. Well, yeah, but what are you going to do if your father's an a-hole? What? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Gonna hang around and wait for him to die? Heck no! Grab some girls and take off, baby. <laughs> All right, you're fun, Doc. I like that. <laughs> so uh, Elon Musk is uh, now asking questions about uh, uh, what? What's his name? Uh, Epstein and Giselle. What's her, how do you pronounce it? Giselle. 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 Yes, Giselle. Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein want to know what the heck's going on. How come the Department of Justice didn't do any investigation into this? Elon's a troublemaker. I tell you, this guy, he's up to no good. He's trying to get them all stirred up. Well, and it, when you're one of the richest men in the, in the world, you can do that. Yep. He's, he's doing it. Meanwhile, on the other side of the pond, the Queen's celebrating her 70th year in, uh, as the reigning monarch of England. Of Great Britain, actually. I guess and she's not doing too good, but she was. Uh, she made some of the events out there. She did. Well, what? She ninety six years old. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a woman! What a life! What? What? What a, a tremendous, incredible life! Now, my wife said, "Oh, I'd love to be queen." I said, "Are you kidding? That's that's a lot of work. Uh, it's you're you're constantly in the public eye. You got to go meet and greet. You have to be appropriate." I mean, you can't pass gas in public. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, but uh, you know how they do that handshake with with they they just turn their forearm back and forth. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know why? <laughs> no, why, Doc? If you do, if you do, uh, if you flex and extend your wrist, you'll get carpal tunnel. And they figured that that out centuries ago. Now, one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, what do you call it? One of the movements we give you for carpal tunnel is to hold your wrist straight and rotate your uh, forearm like they do when they wave and that way they don't get carpal tunnel that makes sense because they do a lot of waving they do a lot of waving any rate so not uh, unexpected the three longest reigning monarchs in, in english history have been elizabeth the first victoria and elizabeth the second the women you know, they outlive us, dude. Well, you know, Charles has got to be sitting around saying, come on already. <laughs> He'll probably drop dead the same day. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have the day after the coronation. <laughs> and they're already thumping him, uh, you know, beating the drum, saying, oh, he'll be a good king. Uh, can he Can he talk still? I haven't heard him. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Now, his son will be an interesting king, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, Was that William? Maybe, is that William? Yeah. I think so. I think William's next in line, isn't he? Which one is the bad boy that uh, married uh, the bad That's girl? That's Harry. That's Harry. Little no-good, low-down, dirty, rotten skunk. <laughs> he married an American. What's wrong with him? You know, I didn't even know. she. Somebody said she's black. I didn't even know that. And that, that that was some of the big flap was that she apparently had some African blood in her. And uh, supposedly the queen didn't like that or somebody didn't like that. But what are you going to do? I mean, times have changed, buddy. Love is love. He He's not the first person to, well, abdicate, so to speak, because of love. He's going to regret it, you know, because you know what she said. If you don't. Come with me and, and give up your, your and I'm taking the baby and I'm going to Canada. I'm going to divorce you and you'll never see the baby again. He's like, oh God, I'll go. You know, like, all right, all right, already I'll go. Yeah. Well, it's you think that the royal family has any different problems than any other family? Heck, no. Probably worse. Well, certainly more in the public eye. That's what I mean. It makes it everything more difficult when you're a royal, I guess. Well, did you hear this? A suburban uh, sh- Chicago area cop uh, stopped some guy to traffic for a traffic violation. The guy came out with a hatchet. <laughs> I didn't hear about that one either. No. Perville Police Department. He shot them. He shot the guy dead. And I had a friend who uh, uh, was a doctor in the ER, and before he had gone back to medical school, uh, he was a cop. He was the county uh, sheriff. He shot two people dead. One guy was chasing him around with a knife, and he kept telling him, if you don't put the knife down, I'm going to shoot you. Sure enough, he shot him. And another guy, there was a drug bust, and the guy went running into his house, and uh, my friend said, I knew he was going for his gun, and I so I just started shooting. And sure enough, they found him with a gun in his hand. He was running inside to get his gun to shoot shoot the police. So, what is wrong with people, you know? Well, I, I think that alcohol and drugs are... Part of the problem, and of course, abuse and neglect, or, or even a, a a bigger part of the problem. I mean, you you look at these mass murders, and they're all abused kids, uh, and they may have some mental problems to begin with, but uh, they're not handled appropriately. You, you you look at John Wayne Gacy, who was uh, not exactly what his father had envisioned for him. You know, he named John. You know who John Wayne Gacy is? I do. From I'm, I'm, well, I'm from the Chicago area, so I know who he is. Yes. John Wayne Gacy was a mass murderer. Uh, who uh, killed young boys, young men, uh, and he'd trick them into coming to, into his house, and then he'd handcuff them and uh, and uh, kill them and, and then molest the corpse. Buried them all in his crawl, his crawl space. And buried in the crawl space under his house. And uh, meanwhile, he was a clown at children's shows and did uh, all kinds of charitable events, and the neighbors thought he was wonderful and loved him until the neighborhood started to stink a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said... Hey, I wonder hey Gary, how about a bath or something, buddy? Take a shower. <laughs> and so then uh, I guess one kid escaped and came running out. and uh, That's what was, happened, yeah. Yeah, and, and he was caught. But at any rate, so they had named or his father had named him John Wayne because he wanted, you know, a big strapping uh, uh, manly man. I'm not sure that in real life John Wayne was all that uh, manly. I'm sure he was uh, heterosexual. I know he had a marriage and kids. But hey, Doc? Yeah. We got about 17 seconds left. You want to give your phone number real quick before we go? 
Dr. Bill, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. I'm Dr. Bill. Love you guys. I am out of here. We will see you next week. Absolutely. You got it, buddy. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.